The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Amen. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Minister Micah, thank you so much. Luke chapter 2, I want you to find that and then find verse 36. We do have some notes for you. We're going to read verse 36 through 38. It is a familiar passage to uh, many. Are you ready? If you're there, say woo. All right. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess daughter of Phanael, the tribe of Asher, she was of a great age. That's like not just old, she's like, oh, all right. And had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. When? Night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do tonight. We ask that you would release unto us living understanding and that you would illuminate our hearts in a, in a way that only you can, beyond our understanding, beyond our intellect. There would be something of heaven downloaded tonight into our inner being, that this would add to us to be rooted and grounded in your word. Your word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain, will endure forever. Your word like a hammer, your word like fire, your word a lamp into a feet of light upon our path. And we thank and praise you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I think it's probably common to all of us here that we've lost somebody. Somebody's died, maybe in your family, somebody close to you. There was a time in my life as I was younger, I didn't know anybody that had passed away. But it's only a matter of time before somebody that you know and love will, will pass. It's a universal experience. And in that experience, you will, ex- you will have what is called grief. Grief can be very difficult. Grief can make you weary if you don't know how to handle grief. And I believe that God is going to give us some insight tonight, not only in grief, but the title of the message, Turning Things to Good. Because we will all face stuff. How to turn things for good in your life. How to see a turnaround. You've heard perhaps a doctor's report, the common saying this, well, they've taken a turn for the worse. Well, not tonight. Amen. Not ever, really, in the life of the believer. Amen. We're taking a turn for the, for the good. Come on, somebody say, take a turn for the good. Take a turn for the good. Have you ever lost something that's dear to you? Maybe a foreclosure in a home. Or maybe a marriage. Or maybe a child. A failing business or perhaps getting fired. I won't ask you to raise your hand if you've ever been fired. I was never fired till I got saved. Then I got fired. I couldn't figure that out. I'm like, Lord... He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to teach you. You're messed up. I needed to be fired. The breaking of a relationship, perhaps. Has there ever been a time in your life when you felt useless? I mean, you just felt like you could do no good, and you're totally useless. And there you are, a big bump of useless. It's not a very good feeling. The text speaks to us and gives us some real wisdom. And the truth is, 
that this lady, Anna, went through those things. We'll talk about that. But somehow she turned it for good. Somehow she had a turnaround. She chose to change things. Whether you realize it or not, you have a choice tonight. You have a choice of how things are going to turn out in your life. For good or for worse. We have a choice of how we handle things. Many times we blame God. God takes a lot of hits for a lot of people's foolishness. People blame God for all kinds of things. It's amazing. Things go wrong and immediately like, God, don't you love me? I'm like, (laughs) we do something stupid and throw our own selves under the bus and point our finger at God and blame him for the bus. The Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if there's something stolen, if something's dead, if something's been destroyed, then you know who did it. It's very simple. It's not God. Although there are God storms, and that's another message. And there is discipline and chastisement that comes from the Lord. We call it the divine woodshed. Some of you are in the woodshed right now. My mother used to use that expression, and then actually I moved to Alaska and found out there was a woodshed. <laughs> Let's look at the text. It shows us how to deal with disappointments and feelings of uselessness and even grief. Anna was a woman who experienced grief. Now, you have to kind of figure this out a little bit. She was only married seven years, and then her husband died. So let's say, we don't, know, we don't know when she got married because it doesn't tell us, but let's say that she was 15. Praise God, 15-year-olds in my house don't get married. Amen. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Say not in my house either. Okay, but in biblical days, back there, we were in biblical days still, but New Testament here, it's not, not uncommon, 15 years old, be married. And so well, let's say she got married at 15, so she's married 15 plus 7 is what? It's 22. So it's 22 years old when she becomes a widow very possibly. Okay, maybe she was 16, so she'd be 23. We have, to, we have to guesstimate a little bit because the text doesn't tell us. So we don't know exactly how old she was. So it could be that actually at the time that this is written, stories told by the book of, here in the book of Luke, she's either 84 years old, or she could be 106. 84 to me is not of great age. 106? That's a great age, 106. Just depends on how you interpret it. And she experienced grief. And back in those days, you got to understand that they didn't have Social Security. They had their own network of how to take care of widows and things like that. James says that taking care of widows and orphans is true religion. I mean, if you really love God, then, then you take care of people that really can't fend for themselves. Can you say amen? So it's a pretty, it's a pretty ugly scenario. And she could have gotten bitter. She could have got angry at what happened. God, don't you even love me? Lord, took my husband. I'm only 22, 23, 24, whatever. She doesn't, you don't hear any of that. We see this great woman of God is used really to to declare and proclaim the Messiah in in the temple. It's amazing. It really is amazing. She didn't get bitter. She didn't get angry. She was a mighty woman of God. Anna was an old woman. How is it that having all this grief that she could be used by God and elderly that she could use by God? I will tell you as I, um, the older I get, the younger I realize I still am. And the older I get, the more um, respect and uh, honor I want to give our elderly. I'm so thankful for our, our two fellowships at Primrose and uh, over at Pioneer. I'm so thankful because many people, I mean, they're talking about euthanasia and they're just off elderly people. They have more wisdom, been through more experience than, than any of you, than any of us. And, and many have, they have pearls of wisdom. And, and they're, they're worthy to be honored. Amen. And our culture has, 
has not honored the elderly for the most part. And I'm so thankful for our two works that are preaching the gospel to them in an outreach to encourage them and strengthen them. And Yeah, you can put your hands together. Praise God. Appreciate you guys. So some insights from this precious woman's life here in Luke chapter 2. How to turn things for good. Well, the first thing is understand that God wants to do that. Understand God wants to take your mess and turn it for good. God wants to take your life and turn it for good. God wants to take your situation, your grief, your loss, and turn it into a trophy of his grace. He wants to take the situation, the circumstances that you're facing tonight, and he wants to pull a blessing right out of that thing and show off for, the, for, for his greater praise and glory. That's what he wants to do. You have to settle that in your mind. God's not trying to kill me. God wants to bless me. You got you to settle it. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, I'd be amiss if we didn't go to that text of Scripture. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know. And we know. I, I have to stop. Put, it, put that up if you can, Romans 8, 28. And we know. We what? We know. There's understanding. Paul is saying to the church in Rome, hey, we know. What do you know? We know. We know God's good. We know God turns it all around. We know God raises the dead. We know God heals the sick. We know God sets the captives free. We know God saves the lost. We know that nothing's impossible with God. We know that he was born of a virgin, walked the earth for 33 and a half years in fulfillment of the scriptures. We know that he took the sin of the world upon himself and on the third day rose again. We know, we know that the scriptures are inspired. We know that God is God above all else and he is not a man that he should lie, that every person promise of God is yes and amen. We know. When it says we know, that's a whole, I mean, you could just preach the rest of the night on what we know. This is what the apostle Paul is saying. We know. And that in all things, we know that in all things work together. That's not all things. It's all good. It's all good. G, what's up? No, it ain't all good. G. But he'll work it. Come on, somebody say G. I don't know who G is. It's all good money. <laughs> no, it is not all good. But God will work it together for good. God will take your mess and work it, take my mess and work it together for good. To those who love God. Oh, I need some help up in this church tonight. For those who love God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. This promise is not for those who don't love him. Oh, it's all going to work out. You ever heard that? You ever heard that? You hear on the radio, oh, well, man, it's all going to work out. You hear a friend and say, man, it's all going to work out. If you're not loving God, you do not have the promise it's all going to work out. I'm just saying, trying to help you. It's not all good and it's not all going to work out if you don't love God. And we, we talked about that this morning. You love God by obeying his commands and living for him. Amen. Those who the called according to his purpose. The first thing in understanding how to turn things for good is settle it here, settle it tonight, that God is good and he wants to work it together for good. Understanding that he's working your situation for good. And don't let any other thing permeate your thinking. Settle it tonight. God can turn it for good if we focus on him and we love him being used by him and called by him. Verse 37. Hannah, find Luke 37, please, there for me. right. In verse 37, it says something. But I don't have a Bible in front of me, so. Thank you. What is verse 37? Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, good save. No, be healed. I rebuke rebuke you. Be rebuked. Amen. Verse 37. My eyes are perfect, Slick. (laughs) Verse 37. And there was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped nine days. And I'm not sure what version that is. A little bit of a different version. But the point is this. Thank you. 
The point is that she drew near to God. So the first thing, you want to turn it for good? You want to see things turn around? One, understand that's the way God rolls. He rolls deep and he wants to turn everything for good. The second thing is, hey, you've got to draw near to God. The greatest party invitation in all of scripture is found in the book of James. Draw near to me and I will draw near unto you. So it's like he's saying, hey, yo, what's up? Draw near. That's what she did. She went to the temple. She found herself serving. She found herself praying night and day. Not just once on a Sunday. Hello. She went night and day. And really, our walk needs to be more than just a Sunday walk. I mean, you're here Sunday night, and it's more than just a Sunday for you, I'm sure. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, serve God. Thursday and Friday, well, not so much. No, serve God. Serve God Monday through Sunday and do it all over again. And she drew near to God. And we, we, we see things from a limited, a very limited perspective. I love what Dr. Morocco taught me years ago. He said, he said, Daniel, listen, we don't see all that God is doing. We only see a small part. God is much bigger than what we see. Just trust him. <sighs> okay. You know, when things don't go well, according to my, from my view, and my view can be skewed. But when things don't go well, from my perspective, I'll tell you what we do in our house. We just repent. We just start going, okay. Forgive me for not wearing my seatbelt. Forgive me for not for speeding up Lucille Street, doing 55 and a 35. Forgive me, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, you need to repent too? I know. I know. Maybe we should petition to get them to change the... Should be 65 out here. Amen, God. Lord, forgive me for, for not being Christ-like in that situation. Forgive me for not treating my wife with honor and, and, and being loving and kind, being snappy and all that, irritable. Forgive me. You, you draw near to God and examine your life. Things aren't working out. Quit pointing fingers. Quit blaming people. And take a good walk with Jesus and have him show you stuff that might be messed up in your life. Draw near to God. Wow. I think that's what Anna did. She drew near instead of getting bitter and angry. Get better. Don't get bitter. Get better. Don't get bitter. I think she just said, I don't know. I don't understand. Seven years. He's dead. I don't know. Jesus, you're coming. The consolation of Israel. God, I love you. And she went and she went night and day. She became an intercessor. Praying night and day for God to... To bring the Messiah. Verse 38. And she came. And she coming in. That instant gave thanks. Likewise unto the Lord. Thank you Hannah for the King James. Praise the Lord. And spake of him all. Everybody say spake. All that looked for the redemption of Israel. They were waiting. They were waiting for the Messiah. They were believing for the Messiah. They were hoping that the deliverer would come. She never gave up hope. Don't, listen, don't give up hope. There's a group of people at this time in Israel and even now. They're looking for the Messiah. Hope's a real thing. If you lose hope, baby, you're in trouble. If all of a sudden you don't know how to make it and you begin to quit and you get into despair... Man, it's brutal. And she was filled with hope. If God exists, listen to me. Listen. Hello. All eyes up here. If God exists, there's always hope if he exists. And he does. So there's always hope. No matter where you are or what you're going through, God's going to bring you through. He's going to help you. You just love him. Do your part. Turn towards him. He's real. And he wants us to approach everything with hope. He wants to approach everything we're doing with hope. It's tied to faith, really. Choose to be used by God. We're talking about how to turn things for good. We're talking about how to turn things around. Understand, number one, understand that God's good and he's going to work it out. He's going to work it for good. Number two, come on, you got the notes in front of you. I'm just standing up here. You guys listening? What's up? What's number two? Is that tongues? All right, I'm going to go back to my notes. What's number two? 
Draw near to God. Everybody say it. Draw near to God. All right, number one, understand that God is good. He's going to turn it all. He's going to work it all out. Number two, draw near to God. Number three, choose to be used by God. Choose to be used by God. That's right. Now I'm glad somebody's paying attention around here. Come on. Jesus, help us. I probably should have had that cup of coffee before church. All right, let's do this. Understand that God wants to turn things for good in your life. Everybody say it. Understand that God wants to turn things for good in your life. Number two, or B, draw near to God. Number three, or C, never lose hope. hope. Number letter, yes. You guys are rocking tonight. Choose to be used by God. The first description of this woman of God is that she was a prophetess. Now that is profound. You say, why so that's so profound? Because there had not been a prophet for 400 years. 400 years. And And the text says that she was a prophetess. Wow. She was a prophetess, really, in the line of Deborah, if you will. Goodness. She never would have been used by that, by that, like that, if she had allowed her heart to get bitter. Listen, if you allow your heart to get bitter and you allow the circumstances to turn you and warp you, you will never, ever be used by God. The situation that you're in, the, the wilderness that you're walking through, you're not in it so that you can get beatings. You're in a wilderness experience so you could learn to walk in authority over your circumstances and situations and begin to walk in greater love and to begin to walk in a greater authority that you ever have before. So you could walk out of that wilderness. Come on, God sent his son into the wilderness. Hello. God doesn't send people in the wilderness. When he crucified his son, he's planning yours. You might get that on the way home. God wants to use you, but if you're just self-will run riot, then you're never gonna you're never gonna see God manifest in your life like like He did for this precious lady. Choose to be used by God. Come on, say it. Choose to be used by God. And all of a sudden, if you do that, the dark marks of your life will begin to form a beautiful portrait. Minister Micah, would you manifest in the sanctuary right now, please? Rise. Thank, hallelujah. When he walks into the room. Can you, can you jump on the keys, please? If you'll, if you'll do this, if you'll do this, then God will take... The notes of your life, which some, maybe you're not such sweet notes, and he'll orchestrate them into a beautiful symphony of his praise. That's what he does to everybody that just decides to serve him no matter what's going on. Say, yeah, but, no, just just trust his leadership. Do your best. Draw near to God. Don't get bitter. Trust him. Your life's not your own anyway. Hello? If you're being mistreated right now, that's common to being a human being. If you're going through grief, welcome to the human race. If you're going through difficulty, yes, again, we welcome you also to the human race. There is grief, there is sorrow, there is loss, there is pain. Yes, 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 there is disappointment. There is death. But there is life, there is healing, there is resurrection power, there is hope, there is peace, there is joy, there's patience, there's kindness, there's goodness, there's self-control, there's God who works all things together for those that love him and are the called according to his purpose, because that's just what God does. He'll turn it for good. Settle it tonight. He's going to turn it for good. Choose to be used by God. Don't get bitter. Get your hopes up. see things from God's perspective. Others just saw a baby. 
What you did? You did? You just saw a little baby. baby not not Anna Anna saw the Messiah her eyes were opened and she saw the Lord man you listen I'm gonna tell you something some of you need some bifocals in the spirit blindness is a difficult thing spiritual blindness you have to ask the God to open your eyes to open your heart to illuminate you to show you to speak to you there's opportunities and blessings coming your way and many of you are just I can't believe that there goes another one I can't make you look up you missed it he's like I just sent it to you what were you doing I was belly aching poor me the only one that's ever done that others saw a baby she saw Jesus Messiah ask God to give you eyes his eyes for the divine life his eyes to see clearly what he's doing because when you see what he's doing it changes everything we're so shallow alright maybe not you I can be shallow sometimes just look at circumstances and be like really? He's bigger. He's bigger. He's big God. He's big God. Mighty, mighty big God. Big God. Working it all out. Come on, working it. Come on, somebody say, work it, Jesus. Come on, say, 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 work it, Jesus. Work it, Jesus. <laughs> oh, devil tried to kill you, but God came through. from God's perspective. All right, God's speaking to us. Very simple. Choose. It's a choice. It's a choice you make. Choose to let God turn things for good. So I'm waiting on the Lord. It's good to wait on the Lord, but make sure you're waiting in the way that's biblical. You make a choice. When you face difficulty, you face disappointment, you face hardship, you face loss. Do like, come on, do the Anna thing. Be an Anna. Lost her husband, 22, 23 years old, we're not sure. She doesn't get bitter, she doesn't get angry, she just goes to church, man, and just keeps going, worshiping God. And she's, she was one that saw the consolation of Israel. Zachariah did too. Who knows what God will show you if you just tune your heart get bitter. Don't get critical. Don't get all mean. Don't be a meaner. I want to say it. Say, don't be a meaner. One, two, three. Don't be, don't be a meaner. God's good. It's going to work it all out. Amen. So choose to let God turn things for good. And the last thing is model. Be a, be a model. I don't mean like, I don't mean that. I mean like be a model for good. Listen. <laughs> yeah, you know, we should get some people up here. And so where's, we should get some people up here at Vogue. Y'all know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Be a model for good. Listen, all of us, the way that we live, people are watching you. They're watching what you do. They're watching the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you live. Listen, the life that you live many times speaks louder than any words that you say. Augustine said, preach the gospel at all times and use words when possible. That means the way you tip. Mm, yeah. 
way you tip the waitress, the waiter, speaks of whether you're actually generous and loving God or not. The way that you walk, the way that you talk, the things that you watch, the way that you treat your wife, the way that you treat your kids, how you work on the job. Whether you ripping pens off from your employer, stealing paper clips and making long distance phone calls, or you're a faithful employee. You work hard, show up early, last to leave. You serve, working under the Lord. All of that speaks to people. We lost a child long ago, and I'll close with this. Long ago, we lost a child, my wife and I. We had a little boy, lived for about 15 minutes, and went straight to heaven. I will never forget that next Sunday. We'd gone through the burial, had a gravesite service on Saturday. Pastor Karen was at home, still in bed, from the C-section and all of that, and just grieving. Grieving, grieving, grieving. I'll never forget going to church, and I did not want to be in church. I didn't want to talk to people. What happened? Where's the baby? Where's the new baby? I didn't want to hear all that. You know, where's where's Karen? How come you're so sad? I want to, you know, you tell the story like 15 times. You don't want to tell it 16, you know? I know some of you know what I'm talking about. So I I was in the front. Worship started, and I just said, Lord... God. And all I could, all I knew to do was, you know what? I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense. Nevertheless, I'm going to worship you because you're worthy. I forced myself to lift my hands. I opened my mouth and began to sing full voice with everything I had. Oh, a whole section of me didn't want to do any of that. Just wanted to go, <laughs> God. God, you know what I mean? It's all about. And I had all those thoughts. I just pushed those things aside. Said, no, no, no. I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going I'm to worship you because you're worthy. I'm going to trust your leadership. And as Job says, though you slay me, I'll yet serve you. And I know that God is not the author of death. And I still don't understand all that, Lord. I still don't. This I understand, though. You are good. And you, you have done so much for me. And God, I just throw myself at you. I lifted my hands and began to worship, and man, the power of God hit me after about five or ten minutes. I don't mean the first to 30 seconds. I don't mean 30 seconds. The first 30 seconds is like, I love you, God. You know, just giving all of my effort, but feeling no presence, no anointing. And then, bam, fire. I ended up spinning around like I do sometimes. I took off on a lap for Jesus. I ran around the church full speed. And this guy comes up to me. This is what I'm talking about being a model for, 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 for the Lord representing him this guy comes up to me and says you know something I've been I was watching you I know what you went through Daniel I was watching you and I watched you worship and frankly I've seen other people turn their back on the Lord going through things that you just went through he said when I watched you worship I knew you're gonna be all right and I thought I didn't know anybody was watching you stalker you no And it's the grace of God. But know that people are watching. And if you'll make it through this trial that you're in, you make it through this circumstance that you're in right now. You make it through with a smile on your face and God's presence and favor and power coming through when other people want to throw in the towel and quit. Then they'll say, you know something? There there probably is a God because most people would have thrown in the towel right there. There there, there probably is. I'm going to come check that Jesus out. I'm going to check out that Jesus you serve because how could you be in church after being sent home from all that? You in church tonight? Crazy Jesus. Lover of Jesus. Crazy. You're crazy. Huh? You're seeing things right. Come on, stand up on your feet. Say with me. Say, Lord, teach me to turn things for good. All the days of my life. Come on, say it. All the days of my life. Turn things for good. I trust you. I lean on you. Not on my own understanding. But I trust in you. I acknowledge you as the author, as the perfecter, 
as the finisher of my faith. The good work that you've begun. Come on, say it. The good work that you've begun, you will complete into the day of Christ Jesus. Forgetting that which lies behind, I press on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> ah, come on, put your hands together for God. Amen. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Woo. Every head bowed, every eye closed before we close the service. Always give an opportunity. Give your heart to Jesus. There's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Turn your back on the world. Turn your back on sin. Turn your back on your old life and give yourself fully surrender to Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Apostle Paul said, and you shall be saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. To as many as believed on him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Out of the will of man. Out of the will of God. If you're not right with God, give your heart to him for the first time or make a recommitment to him. If that's you, you want to get right with Jesus for the first time or you want to recommit because you, you drifted, you're not on fire like you used to be and you need to come home, lift your hand all across this place. You fit in any of those categories. God bless you, son. God bless you. I'll see that hand. God bless you. Lift your hand high. You want to get right with God first time or make a recommitment to Him. Come on, don't wait. Don't hesitate. You, you, you need it. You need it. You can't do life without Him. It's not intended for that. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you all the way in the back. I see that hand. All right. Come on, pray with me. Whether you raise your hand or not, just pray right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Amen. Put your hands together for God. Amen. Come on, somebody say praise God. Hey, hallelujah. Take someone by the hand as we close tonight. Glory to God. Mm. There's some here that have gone through some grief. Oh, you know what? It's early yet. Just let the hand go for a second. You're going through grief. You're going through a hard time, and you just need a boost. Come to the front. We'll pray for you. Just come. Come on. We'll close in a minute. People need some prayer. Come on. Come to the front. Come on. Just come. Come on. Come on. Come just come. Come. You need a boost. You need a touch from God. You're grieving. You're hurting. You're perplexed maybe. I'm so glad you came. The Lord showed me even down your generations that there's prayer. There's warriors. I even see like a praying grandmother. Those who've interceded and prayed. The Lord has hemmed you in. And he's, and he's really called you. He's called you by name. There's some things that happen that you don't understand. But might I suggest to you, son, that understanding's a booby prize. There's some things that just might not ever you ever understand until you get to heaven. There is more gifts and talents on the inside of you. You are brilliant in many ways. The enemy's really tried to, tried to sideline you. Tried to get you connected in places where you shouldn't be. Tonight he's touching you, he's speaking to you. Now hopelessness go, despair go. Minister Michael lead us in worship.
right now, Lord, from the scars and from the fiery darts of the enemy, the missiles of accusation, the grief and the loss. Lift it from these. Lift it from these now. Lift it from them right now. The Lord's doing miracles all up front here. He's touching people. Countenance towards them. Be gracious to us. Keep us. And give us peace. In Jesus' name. Please be sensitive to what's happening in here. If you want to have fellowship, if we can do that in the lobby area. Come on, sing again.
is your love for me. Oh, how wide. Lift your voice and sing out. How wide. How deep. mission field. Reach people. Share your story. Share your testimony. Invite them to church Wednesday night. Let's watch God just rip the roof off and come down with his fire. Come on, don't miss Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. It's going to be off the chain. Ministry to the whole family. We love you. God bless you. Those of you online, God bless you. We love you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.